Hey everyone, Xander from The Legend of Retro here. I just wanted to give you all a heads up about a very special event coming up in the Metro Detroit area, hosted by our good buddy, The Glitch. That's right, it's almost time for the Morelli Video Game Tournament. The tournament is on Saturday, October 5th from 5 to 11.30 p.m. at the Harris Care VFW Post 3323 in Westland, Michigan. There will be food, drinks, raffles, and all kinds of prizes. Not to mention star-studded appearances from The Legend of Retro and the rest of the GameZilla Media team. All the proceeds from the tournament will go to the Michigan Humane Society. For more information and to pre-register for your tickets, go to GameZillaMedia.com MVGT. Morelli Video Game Tournament MVGT. Get it? One last note that I have here from Craig says, Please give money to our friend Tony. He smells like shrimp and we can only take him to seafood restaurants, which only compounds his issues. If we raise enough money, we can afford enough body wash to get the briny smell off of him. I just realized that was a private message and probably shouldn't have been read as part of this advertisement. Oh well, too late to worry about that now. See you all at the tournament. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. I am your magnificent and translucent host, Chops. And with me, besides me, is the majestic and effervescent host, Craig WK. Translucent? You didn't realize that? I wear extra clothes to make that are skin colored and hair colored so, so that it looks like I'm a normal human being. Oh. Yeah, here, look, I'll take off my sweater. I can't see anything. Yeah, okay, fair, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, it's here, like a weird jellyfish body. All right, so this week, Craig, what have we got going on? I could have gone my whole life without ever seeing that. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, so today we're talking about Sonic 3D Blast, released by Sega for the Genesis on November 7th, 1996. In this isometric platformer, Sonic the Hedgehog must battle Dr. Robotnik and save his flicky friends. So in Europe, it's known as Sonic 3D Flicky's Island, which is the grossest name. I don't know why the word <laughs> flicky is just, it bothers me. It, well, it's going to come up a few times I in this know, episode. I know, I know it is, so, you know. but it bothers me. And, and Flicky, Craig, what is Flicky? Flicky actually is kind of important. It's unfortunate, but Flicky is actually important. I was hoping we'd go without having to bring him up, but... Uh, no, right. Flicky is was originally the mascot of Sega, kind of. Yeah, it was used on a lot of their arcade machines for other games aside from Flicky. Uh-huh. Flicky was a, uh, a Sega-made arcade game in like 82 or something. Like in the early 80s, Sega made this arcade game. And basically, it's like you run around this this you know these platforms, and you're saving your little bird friends. Flicky is this little blue bird. Yeah. And you have to avoid cats and like lizards. Do you think Flicky is also... Uh, well, no, 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 no. Scratch what I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. It would would have been a dumb comment. Continue. I kind of want to hear it. Now. Yeah, no, it's it, it is not anything. There's no. <laughs> I should not have come up with this question. So just continue. Oh man, I'm I'm gonna forever just be thinking about that. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so so Flicky is kind of a big deal to Sega. I mean, the the game itself I've played. Uh, it was actually uh, included on. I think maybe it's a bonus game or like an unlockable game in the Sonic Mega Collection on the GameCube. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's an old arcade game. You know, I mean, for an old arcade game, it's fine. It's arcade okay. Arcade game? You mean Sega game? Oh, well, are you talking about Flicky? Flicky, yeah, Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, they're yeah, talking yeah, about 3D yeah. Blast. Uh, no, no, it, it was that what Flicky, uh, Flicky was also on Sonic Mega oh, Collection, gotcha. if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I didn't know about that. I think about 3D Blast. Pretty sure it is. Uh but yeah, so I mean, it's it's kind of a big deal, and that's why it you know the character has made its way into uh, you know all these Sonic games and stuff, and other Sega games for that matter. It's uh, essentially uh, it's just this blue bird. So like in in like Sonic Two, when you destroy a robot and a blue bird pops out, that's basically Flicky. Okay, you know. So you know, I'm gonna say it one more time because I know it bothers you. Flicky Ugh, is a big deal. Gross. He's a gross deal. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's the the gimmick, and uh, 
Chubbs, before we dive into the gameplay, which there's a lot to talk about when it comes to the gameplay. Yeah, there's a lot to unload. There really is. There's a there's a lot to talk about with this game, but Consi- not necessarily all that positive. C- considering the game originated during mm-hmm. the development of Sonic 3. Yeah. It's weird. It's so weird. But anyways... Yeah. Uh, the, the first time I played this game, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming is where you were getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. When was the first time you played this? I played this game as a kid. Now, this came out in 96, so uh-huh. I was nine years old, mm-hmm. and around that time, I I don't know if the 32X came out in 96. Oh, the, the 32X, I'm very sure, was out. Yes. Sega CD was out. Yes. So I was heavy into Sega. Mm-hmm. Heavy. We had a 32X. We had the Genesis. We had, I think we had the Master System. We had, or Master System was the Japanese version, right? Uh, uh, Master System is the 8-bit version that version. was before the Sega Genesis. Yes. So we had both. We had the state, the dock that like allowed you to put the Sega CD next to the Sega Genesis in like a nice, neat little bundle, and you can move it all in one. Ooh. I had the 32X. We had the Menacer. We had we were a Sega family. Basically, in your video game setup, you had four power cords devoted to two systems. Yes. We had the Menacer and the Lethal Enforcer, <laughs> the blue revolver. Uh-huh. The play- oh, I loved doing that. Anyway, so I'm heavy into Sega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Sonic games. This game comes out. Uh-huh. I'm like, this is the next generation of gaming. It's 3D. Yeah. Isometric gameplay. Wow. I've got the 32X here. I already think this is the 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 wave of future for video gaming. How could it get better than the 32X and the Sega CD? This game was such a disappointment to me. Uh-huh. I tried so many times to play it. Uh-huh. I got pretty far in this game, too. And then I it just beat me. <laughs> the game beat me. And I, like, gave up. I mm-hmm. just couldn't. I couldn't push myself through this. So I, I'm pretty yeah. sure I played this at launch. Felt demoralized from mm-hmm. having played it and wished that I could play the original games over again for the first time. Uh-huh. So I have... In kind of equally upsetting story, but in a weird way. Okay. So I uh, owned a, a Sega CD for a while, and, and you know, I didn't have a ton of games on it. However, there was a couple other places that I played Sega games. Now, uh, I had a neighbor that had a Sega Genesis. I had a, you know, a good buddy of mine, uh, Andy, who I've mentioned on this show many times, had a Sega Genesis. However, there was one other place that I played Sega Genesis games. Was this at the mall? No. You will never guess this. I'm going to give you three guesses right now, and you will not is, guess. Is it, is it a friend? Nope, not another friend. Okay. Um, the library? No. You have one more guess, and I can promise you, you won't get it. Another place that you would have played Sega Genesis. Uh-huh. Regularly. Well, every so often. Not, not a regular schedule thing, but every so often. The video store? <laughs> I mean, these are all like good guesses, right? Oh, is, it, is it like prison, Craig? They're <laughs> phenomenal guesses for someone who's sane. Oh God, my orthodontics office. Oh, for your for your um, braces, and uh, your stuff. braces. Oh, okay, they the, my orthodontic orthodontist had gaming stations. They were all Sega Genesis's, and that's a really good Genesis? idea. Well, yes, except for the game list. Well, yeah. I the guess. best game they had was Sonic 3D Blast. What other games did they have? They were garbage. Do you remember what other They games? were like kids' games. They were like, because, you know, they had a lot of younger people that would come in. Yeah, yeah. And so it was like, you know, Barney's Hide and Seek and like, you know, which is an actual Sega game. And, yeah, uh, you know, know. Uh, you know, it was just a whole bunch of garbage games. And so I would sit there and look at the list and be like, Sonic's cool, right? Maybe this time it'll be fun. And I would play it. And that so old, old trap, not only am I dreading because I, I don't do well with te- like my teeth, like I, I don't like pain in my teeth. I don't like the dentist. I'm not a big yeah. fan of all that. And so I'm sitting there dreading the fact that this this old man is going to like crank like a, a gear in my mouth, essentially to like tighten my teeth up. And I'm just like, I'm feeling uncomfortable. And not that the orthodontist is very, very scary in like actuality when you really look at it, but because I'm so weird about my teeth, I just didn't like it. And so 
I was just sitting there dreading it, playing Sonic 3D Blast and thinking, this is not taking my mind off this. <laughs> this is terrible. And so, like, I'm like, you know, I don't know, uh, 12-ish, you know, playing this game. Uh, not when it first came out, necessarily. It was, like, a few years after. I had already known that it was bad by then. And so I'm just sitting there, like, and, you know, you can't hear the the volume very well because of all the noise going on. And so I'm just sitting there thinking, like, Man, I'm not looking forward to this. And then I would get pulled off the machine, slapped into a chair, and then, you know, it'd be like, you know, like cranking this weird bolt thing in my mouth, however they work. And and it was just this nasty feeling of like my teeth like moving and shifting. And the doctor's like, you know, like, oh, does it hurt? <laughs> oh, it doesn't? Good. I'm like, oh, hey, And he's like, yeah, 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 it doesn't hurt. Got it. And, you know, and it's like, oh, man. And so I have really, really. Uh, fond dreams of this game uh, no 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 i don't no no that ain't that ain't what's that's, going on that's here. awful Craig. Mm-hmm, yeah that is i i when you when you brought why, up yeah you, why did you let us talk about this game because i had to why? Vent. i had to vent about it so let's talk about the weird gameplay i mean i already feel weirded out by this episode i couldn't <laughs> So this is going to be our grossest episode yet. Uh, I don't know about that one. I'm sure there's a grosser one out there, but I don't remember. Anyways, continue. that's true. So so the gameplay is isometric, which is where the camera is at like a like a weird angle, like in between. Yeah, like it's, where it's you think the camera should be. 3D sprites. Yeah. In Not really. A, in a pre-rendered with pre-rendered 3D models. Yeah, so it's not really a 3D game. Yeah, it's it's basically um, like like when the character is looking to the left, it's one image. When they're looking forward, it's another image. Yeah. And when they're looking to the right, it's another image. When they're looking back, it's another image. It's not sure. like you're you're seeing the character rotate. It's these 3D sprites on a 3D model. Yeah, and I mean, I will say the the graphics look fine. Like the like even though it's not really like 3D. <laughs> Craig, I don't it think doesn't it looks that bad comparatively to a previous Sonic game. The graphics look awful. I yeah, like I, I know what, they're going for a different experience. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. And for what they were doing, I don't think time, it's that bad. Okay, you know, yeah. I, I like don't be wrong. Yeah, I would much rather see the the sprite art from Sonic One through Three. You yes. know, like I would absolutely rather see that. But I I think that you know with what they were going for, you know, essentially trying to replicate the the 3D modeling of like Donkey Kong Country on the Super Nintendo. Excuse me, Super Nintendo. I don't think it's that bad. I just. I, I don't get me wrong. I don't think it's amazing by any stretch. I just think that you know it's not that terrible. Okay, whatever. And you'll Jerk. keep in mind that I'm not saying that it's not you know good. I, I I'm just saying it's not as terrible as one could make it out, which is not a glowing review. Right. Right. Sure. <sighs> you should be treating this worse. <laughs> I'm trying to see a silver lining here. Let's no, get, no, let's... that's fine. There are there are aspects to this aside from graphics and gameplay um, that <laughs> mm-hmm. that are great about this game. Oh, sure, there's fun stuff we can talk about, which we'll get to. But uh, but let's let's just go ahead and you know just badmouth the game here right out of the gate. Moving Sonic is a nightmare. It is. It's like he's on ice all the time. A slow build. Yeah, like, very like, slow. Like he just can't. Like it. it like. It, there's no friction with him. Yeah, it, it's really a pain to control Sonic. And the the other thing, too, is like you have the spin dash. So you have the ability to Do get moving. you have moving. spin dash? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> so you have a spin dash where you, you know, like curl up into a ball yep. as per Sonic 2 and dash forward in a straight line. But because of this isometric angle and the fact that you can angle yourself in whatever direction... You typically don't aim right. And so you just go flying off, you know, faster than when you were walking. But then you go bouncing around and you aren't where you wanted to be. You're now sometimes further than where you were before. And you'll hit an enemy and you'll get hurt. Mm hmm. And you'll lose your rings. Uh-huh. And yeah, it's the same ring system as previous Sonic yeah, games. Like, it's your health, Yeah, your same tropes of Dr. Robotics doing something evil. He uh-huh. wants the Chaos Emerald. You collect rings. You go through different zones. Side note. 
when it comes to Dr. Robotnik, his Japanese name is Dr. Eggman. Yes. And so in more recent games, they're trying to like, you know, they're trying to call him that, I think, right? <laughs> like trying to keep it more uniform. Yeah. And I mean, the, what I think they essentially have done is Dr. Robotnik is his real name, but Sonic calls him Eggman condescendingly. Mm-hmm. So here's my question for you, Chops. Dr. Robotnik or Dr. Eggman? What do you, what do you go Dr. Eggman or just Eggman? Either or, I would say. Eggman? I, I, I like Dr. Robotnik a lot. I do, it's, too. It's much more menacing oh, of, a, yeah. of a villain. Than Eggman? And if I just hear Eggman, I think of Humpty Dumpty, and I think it's stupid. <laughs> like, Doctor. Right, right off the bat. Oh, he's got a PhD or an MD or whatever. Dr. Robotnik uh, sat on a wall. Yeah. Dr. Robotnik had a great fall. And then he collected all the cast emeralds and ruled the world forever. That's um, my kind of ending. And he... As a doctor, sounds way more interesting. And then to put on Robotnik, like that's a cool last like, name. He is he is he always making robots? Is he always made robots? Is he a doctor of robots? Like what what is what is the relationship here? That's what I want to know. I wonder if his parents were into robots or if they were just like, man, this is a it weird last name we him. have. Yeah, right. you know, like like back when his parents were kids, there were no robots, and he was like, maybe that's where the term in his world comes from. I mean, maybe it was their profession. They were Robotniks. Like, that, you know, back in the day, and people's last names were their professions. So they, like, Smith robots? Maybe. Robot I'm, Smith. I'm thinking that in this world of Sonic, there was no such thing as robots, and they only became robots when Dr. Robotnik made these metal creatures, and he called them robots after his own name. <gasps> his real name's Nick. It is. It's just Nick. He's just like, and he's making robot nicks. <laughs> Whatever. Let's get. He's back. making robot nicks, Craig. <laughs> It'd be like robot Craig's robot robot chops. Robot chops. Robot chops just sounds like a really cool idea. And if anybody wants to draw me as a robot, please do it. I feel like that's <laughs> what you should call your next uh, uh, character robot in RoboPet. Cho- robot chops. A ro- robot chops. Robot chops. Robot chops. Wait, wait, wait. Isn't it just robot nicks? Yeah, so it would be but robot, it's robot chops. Nicks, so it'd be robot chops. Robot chops. It's okay. I'm There's sorry, no we're, space. We're getting too hung up on this right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. So back to the game. Yeah, yeah. So the gameplay itself. So, so yeah, it's you're slippery. You have a hard time controlling yourself. The spin dash doesn't help that much, and so yeah, you go bouncing around. But you have to defeat enemies in order to save your flicky friends. Ugh. <laughs> I hate you. <clears throat> anyway, I, you know, so, you know, it's it's just, it, it's so obnoxious to control. And I mean, isometric views in general are so hit and miss I mean, in, in those types, in like 16-bit and 8-bit games. Yeah, because it's a newer technology and newer perspective for gaming. And and it's, a f- it's like a fixed camera angle, but it's a weird camera because they want to show you the depth in the mm-hmm. in the in the world, but like it doesn't necessarily lend to the gameplay of it. It's interesting because the another classic uh, Sega game, Landstalker, which we've covered previously on Legend of Retro, is an isometric platforming game on the you know Sega Genesis, mm-hmm. and it was a lot smoother than Sonic 3D Blast. I wonder what year that came out. Oh, uh, before uh, before Sonic really? 3D Blast, yeah. Before? Oh, I'm very sure. I can double check that, but I'm very very That's, sure. I'm I am offended if it is before. Oh, I'm. It's got to be before, right? Because I mean, this was a pretty late game in, uh, in, the, in the lifespan of the Sega Genesis. Yeah, they had the same year this came out, or maybe just early in the next year, whatever. A Sega Saturn port, yeah. came out, which. Boggles my mind, Chops, because it essentially jumped. I can't think of another game that has a port that skips two systems. You have Sega Genesis, 32X, Sega CD, and then you have the Sega Saturn. This essentially skipped two systems for the next port. Like when does that happen? I don't think I don't think that's ever happened. Right? I'm very sure it is not. I'm sure most of the games in the Sega Saturn. Well, no, I don't know most of the games. I wonder if there's any other games that did that as well. Uh, by the way, uh, this game came out in '96, right? Yeah. In America, this came out in 1993. Three years prior. Uh, technically, two years prior when, if you two, count the Japanese date. When did uh, Sonic the Hedgehog three come out? Oh, let's Wait, see. Wait, I think I might have that. Uh, as far as that goes, the I mean, that, that's another big thing, too, is Sonic 3 
1994. Uh-huh, yeah. So uh, this was out, technically after. Uh, in fact, uh, if if I'm not mistaken, you had mentioned that the the team they were developing the 3D when this was. Yeah, but the one of the interesting things is uh, Sega themselves did not actually develop this. Yeah, Traveler's Tales did because essentially what happened was is the Sonic team went from Sonic 3, Sonic and Knuckles, and they were going on to Nights into Dreams for the yes, Sega Saturn. Yeah, okay. And then uh, essentially what happened was. Uh, Traveler's Tales had made like Toy Story and Mickey Mickey Mania, you know, previously, and you know they were doing okay, and they were like, "Hey, let's move on to the next gen." We're excited about this, and Sega went up to them and they were like, "Hey, I, uh, you know, do you want to do you want to do the 16-bit game?" And they were like, "No, we want to go on to like the new gen. Like that's what we want to start working on. That's exciting." And they were like, "I guess you just don't want to work with uh, Sonic." And they were like, "I'm sorry, what?" And Sega was like, oh, yeah, you know, if you do the 16-bit game, it's a Sonic game. And Traveler's Tales was like, yes, give us your Sonic character, the greatest Sega character you've made, who has some of the best games on your system. And they tasked them with this weird 3D game, which apparently Traveler's Tales thinks uh, that some people from that company have said that they think the reason why Sega was pushing for a 3D-ish game on the Sega Genesis as a holdover and even ported to the Sega Saturn is because of the fact that they uh, were having trouble with a Sonic a 3D Sonic game for the Sega Saturn. Do you remember this uh the 3D Sonic game for the Sega Saturn? No. Because it didn't exist. It never came out and got canceled. Oh man. It was having a lot of troubles. We on Sega Saturn you got Sonic R, the racing game. I don't even remember that. The music I never is, owned a Saturn. The music is both bad and amazing at the same time. It, that's the only saving grace in my book is the music for that game. And so many people hate the music and make fun of it. Wow. Yeah, it's a weird uh, story. But yeah, Traveler's Tales, uh, uh, actually, I mean, kudos to them. Like, even if Sonic 3D Blast is kind of, uh, they at least went on to do some cool stuff. They're actually currently in charge of the, uh, like, a lot of the Lego games. Oh, okay. You know, and so those are very successful. Oh, yeah, very successful, and a lot of people really like them. So, you know, I mean, Traveler's Tales went on to do some cool stuff and, you know, pretty noticeable, uh, notable games, I should say. Uh, but, I, but yeah, so, so back to Sonic 3D Blast. Yes. You got, you know, like you said, you got the basic Sonic stuff. You got power-ups like the speed boots. Uh, yeah, the... <laughs> It makes it so hard. Well, it makes it, it goes in the opposite direction. You then become so fast that it's the game not, is built around that slowness yeah. that you're not really being able to use it very well. There's yeah. invincibility. And you're collecting, you're collecting the dumb flickies. flickies. Yeah, because you need them to get through the, the levels. Yeah. And the another annoying thing is if you're hit while you have them, they, they scatter around and you have to you collect, collect them, them again. Back up again. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's stupid. I mean, and then, uh -huh. then you have the special stages where you got to find Sonic or Knuckles and have 50 coins and rings. you get trans or sorry, rings. <laughs> I thought I would get away with not doing it. I thought it was better. Oh, than I, that. I know. I'll do For, it as well. Forgive me, dear fans. Rings. <laughs> um, and then you get transported to a special zone, which the music is great, but other than that, like. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the music for good. sure. But again, like yeah. it's just I felt like I wanted this game to be so much more. It had really cool concepts, mm -hmm. but it just did not deliver. It really didn't. And I mean, you know, it's it's got all the basic stuff. It's got like a you know robotic level. It has the fun level, which is filled with springs. It's got the grass level. It's got a volcano level. You know, it's it's got all the basic Sonic stuff just done. Really weird, and I and I can't hate Traveler's Tales for this. You know, there's a part of me that wants to blame them and be like, "Oh my God, what were you guys thinking?" But Sega this game was built in eight months. Sega, That's not much time. It's not. And Sega themselves gave them a failing project. They gave them a project that was supposed to be the swan song of the Sega Genesis, and it was not. It, it was not. But but you know what? I know the weird thing here. The, the kind of the one of the weirder things about this is it wasn't like it was successful. Well, it was a it financially was, it was successful. Financially it was successful. It was the last Sonic game on the Sega Genesis. Mm -hmm. And it was Well, let's face it. 
You have yeah. the Sega CD, mm-hmm. an add-on that not a lot of people got. Mm-hmm. You have the 32X, an add-on a lot of people didn't get. You have the Sega Saturn, which did a short s- shelf life. It did, and it didn't sell very well. And so anybody who had a Sega Genesis and that was sticking with the Sega... They bought this game. They probably bought this game. Yeah. And so, yeah, it made them money. Traveler's Tales went on and did some, you know... Uh, uh, Actually, good and you know, interesting games. I, uh, you know, it's just the fact that, you know, it's just super a uh, super big letdown that this is like their like last Sega game. Swan Song, the last Sonic game on the Sega Genesis. Uh huh. Yeah, they also did a bunch of the uh, PlayStation like Disney games. I think. Yeah. You know, so like Traveler's Tales went on to do good things. You know, it's if nothing else, this showed what they could do with what they had, and it was just bad direction from Sega. Oh, I'm sure because you know, Sega said we want a 3D ish Sonic yeah, game, they wanted it to be like Mario RPG. Uh huh, yeah, they they wanted that aesthetic the Mario RPG, the Donkey Kong Country, they wanted that style. And what you find that the games that that play into those parts, that like that, I want to be like this, I want to be like that. Sometimes they don't work. A lot of times they don't work. Yeah. When they're trying to to live up to something else, you're either going to fall short or you're just going to come up with something completely different. And yeah. then you're not even going to be able to say that it was influenced by that. Mm-hmm. So like the I think that's a, a shortcoming of Sega and they kind of they ate it. They the way that company went, their shortcomings, their their mistakes ruined them. But unfortunately, it, yeah, you like in that era, though, of, of this, the emerging technologies and how things were changing so rapidly, mm-hmm. like, yeah, people tried to be like other games, like how many times, you know, uh, people wanted to be like Sonic and PlayStation when they did Crash Bandicoot and Spyro, mm-hmm. your 3D adventure uh, platforming games, you know, Tomb Raider, how many people try to uh, emulate go that. off the hat, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it's it's unfortunate that this game came out as it is and, and it's has the sonic title to it um but it's it, and, and as much as we dog on it oh sure, sure there's there is a strange beauty to it like it it to me defines that era of gaming like the very end the bridge between the end of the genesis and the beginning of Sega Saturn, the Sega Saturn, but then also into PlayStation. Well, yeah, I mean that, that that's the we- that's like the weird uncle of games between <laughs> between the normal the normal generations. It's funny because like I, I you know I'm I've always been a uh, Nintendo fanboy, yeah. and and I had a, a Super Nintendo, and that was my favorite system ever, and it still is. But really, I mean that when you look at the late games you know found on those those systems you know the late super nintendo games were like mario rpg and like you know like some really really solid games that came out at the end of its life it's really unfortunate that sega genesis this was the sonic swan song mm-hmm. you know the, the 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 final sonic game you know for the system and it was crappy and then it got poured to the Sega Saturn and it was just the same pretty much it it like it's funny because if you look at the Sega Saturn version it doesn't seem that it just different. has like a different sound uh song tra- song on it for different soundtrack. soundtrack yep um but that's it like there there wasn't much else they could do like they you had said if they can't get something to work just for it the only thing they can do is port this game over mhm and then, then it made the biggest jump in video game oh history God. as it skipped out the next system it had, the next system it had. Not that they're full-on systems, only add-ons, right. but, you know, bear with me. And then made it to the Sega Saturn. So bizarre to me that that's how Well, I mean, you have went. Sonic CD. You have a Sonic CD game. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, it's it just came not out before, right, right. Yeah, it came out before Sonic 3D Blast. So, and that's another weird thing is like you think, oh, the the Sega CD must have been after the Genesis. No, no it was no, not. It was not. It was during. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. Sega made some very weird decisions in yeah. their desperate bid to try to stay relevant. And honestly, I mean, yeah, like Sonic CD is cool. There's some cool Sega CD games. It's not like I'm sad this this add-on ever existed. But I wonder if like they couldn't have just taken those ideas and geared Waited. them to the uh, the regular Sega Genesis and just held out because they probably lost a fair amount of money. You know, well, I mean, if you think about it, they add-ons. developed a Sega CD and then developed the Saturn, which was essentially a Sega CD, just a little bit beefier. Yeah, like you could have skipped that whole Sega CD step. 
and then just waited and pushed out the Saturn properly. Well, yeah, and that, the other crazy thing is to think about is the fact that the 32X, I think, came out after, yeah, it was, after the, the CD. Sega CD. It did, yeah. Which is crazy. It, it's just it, it, so The weird. progression should be 32X, CD, Saturn. It should be actually 32X, Saturn. Right, yeah. But, you know, it's, I don't know. Se- Sega made some very, very weird and sometimes really crappy decisions during that time. And it's very sad to me that when they finally seemed to get it right with, like, the Dreamcast. It was too late. It was too little too late because mm-hmm. that was a very fun system. Yes. Man. Uh, I tell you I tell you what, though, uh, Chops. Uh, do you have anything on speedrunning yes. for this game? Yes. So the speedrun category for this game uh-huh. is beat the game. That's the name of the category. I'm somehow not surprised. Uh, um, the first place speedrunner, mm-hmm. whose name is Kurayami, how long do you think it took him to beat the game? Uh, I'm gonna say 14 hours because at one it, he had to like take an eight hour nap to like just and take a shower afterwards to just get rid of this game. So there's two timers for this game. There's in-game time and there's real time. Okay. Um, real time, it took 25 minutes, 39 seconds. In-game time, it took 21 minutes. Why is there such a disparity? Um, so some games in, in all eras uh, have in-game timers, and a, and a lot of times when speedrunning was young, they used those as the benchmark for how fast you beat the game. Um Nowadays, a lot of games are more or less going by real time because there's weird inconsistencies with games to where if you're doing certain things, it can manipulate the in-game time to where like you are actually having a longer real time, but your in-game time is shorter. Because you've for messed some, with the, the mechanics like, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, some move or something that you did. Like it, it's weird, and some games Maybe that like have those pausing in-game timers. it or something I'm throws not, it off the I'm timer. I'm not sure exactly, but I have seen that in some games. Um, I think in Metroid that was originally how they they timed it. Weirdly enough, I I you know I do some live gaming on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Craig underscore WK. Yeah. And I've been playing through Lufia and I found that the, my emulator times how long, you know, I've been playing the game or mm-hmm. whatever. And I've not turned it off at all. It's just a save state that's going. The in-game timer is quite a bit different. Yeah. So it must there must be certain things in games that aren't registered. Yeah, like cutscenes, um mm-hmm. uh maybe menu like time. Menu or, or like events that are, are not you like you don't control, like they just go for Yeah. Um so yeah, there's different things that can play a part in that. Um and the second place runner, uh Dagron, uh is uh two four seconds. Four seconds slower. I'm That's I'm sure four that- seconds. I'm very sure that Dagron was just like, I am playing this game again. <laughs> I ain't trying for that it's, four uh, extra seconds. It's it's a, I don't want to say it's a boring speedrun to watch, but it's just not kind of, a particularly yeah. exciting one. I can I can definitely imagine that. It's it's just such a weirdly paced game where like you're either going way fast and you can't control it, yeah, or you're, and you're going in specific areas. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're progressing from left to right as fast as you can. It's oh, I gotta get this bird here, I gotta get this bird there, yeah. that bird there before I can go to the next level. Yeah, it's it's not that great. But what is great is the soundtrack. Yeah, it is. There's a lot to talk about here when it comes to the music, so let's go ahead and dive on into that. But first, a word from one of our sponsors. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month, plus a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Boom-shakalaka! So chops, Craig. Finally, something great to talk about in this game, man. And I don't want to deter people from playing this. Oh, wait, no, I, I, yeah, yeah. You don't need to play. Just, just listen, listen to the, the soundtrack. soundtrack. Yeah, just listen to the soundtrack. That's what you can get. If out you've of already this. played it, I'm sorry, and welcome to the club. No, we meet on Tuesdays. <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan of the Sega Saturn soundtrack, but the Sega Genesis soundtrack was very good. Now the music was composed by uh, Jun uh, Senaway and Tatsuyuki Ma- uh, Maeda. The both of them also worked on Sonic 3, Sonic and Knuckles, 
together, okay? Uh, as well as other people, of course. Uh, Yun went on to uh, compose for the 3D Sonic games, like Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, Sonic Heroes, Sonic Generations, and even the Mario and Sonic Olympic games. Oh, okay. Uh, Tatsuyuki went on to work on the uh, Advanced Sonic game, so the Sonic Advance series, mm-hmm. uh, as well as Dragon Force, uh, an interesting tactical game on the Sega Saturn that was uh published in America by uh, Working Designs. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And uh, uh, Tatsuyuki has also worked on Yakuza 6. Really? Yeah, which the Yakuza series is a really, I mean, it's not very retro, like all these newer games. So it's not in our wheelhouse, but I mean, it's you play as like a Japanese mobster. Yep. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Uh, But let's go ahead and start listening to the music. So the, the, the biggest thing here is that it it feels like the music from a Sonic game, it, yeah. And it, and I some of these tracks are actually maybe a little familiar because they have made their way uh, in some capacity to other Sonic games. Like the little bits and pieces of the theme have been reused. Yeah. You know, so I, I can't go into all the the depth there because some of those are like the three D newer Sonic games, which are I'm not as familiar with. But uh, let's go ahead and listen to. Uh, you chose the first song, and that is Green Grove Zone, Act One. It's right? a great, fun, like it it embodies a Sonic game. Unfortunately, the game doesn't embody a Sonic <laughs> game, but it's it's upbeat. It, it's moving. It's a moving song, and it's got these really cool up and down runs, and it has a long loop too. Yeah, it's a uh, each each. Uh, well, at least that particular track was about a minute and thirty before yeah. it uh, started to loop over again. It was great. Oh yeah, and I mean you know so, some of these older games. You know, you it's like cool music, but it's like, well, uh, the loop lasted 10 seconds. You know, it's like, oh, okay, Right. But in this, it's long enough to the point where, you know, as you're smashing your head into a wall, wishing you weren't playing this game, at least the music is nice. Right. Unless you're in my orthodontics office and you're, you know, having someone shove their hands in your mouth. Right. And you can't hear the only good redeeming thing about this. But uh, I'll tell you what, let's play one of uh, my tracks. Okay. This is a uh, uh, song called Rusty Ruin Zone, Act One. Thank you. 
awesome, right? He's so sick. I want the, I want someone to do like a sick guitar re, uh, remix of this, but then include those trumpet sounds at the end with it. Oh man, like that'd be so great. I now the the. That song reminds me of, uh, I think it's called, what, Dust Hill Zone in Sonic Mania. Mm -hmm. I think they pulled that opening part for that song. Oh, really? Okay. So, so for our listeners, you know, uh, if you listen to them side by side, let me know if you feel like I'm crazy or not. Like, jump on the Discord and let me know if I'm insane or let me know if, you've, if I'm on to something there. It sounds very similar. Sonic Mania is so good. Now, this is another one of my choices. and How I, dare you? Well, your I'm, song I'm is I'm fitting kidding. for the last song. Yes, I know. So uh, this is a song called Diamond Dust Zone. It's kind of a wintery you know, themed level. And uh, from what I was seeing a lot of people saying online, this is a lot of people's favorite song. And I got to say, before I even saw what the consensus was from the fans, I heard this song and I was like, okay, yeah, this is amazing. This soundtrack is phenomenal. So let's go ahead and give this a listen. <laughs> like that and it is a little on the disco-y side. It is disco-y. I, I, appreci- I appreciate any video game that goes funky or disco-y. Yeah, the, the, any, any long-time listeners of The Legend of Retro know that Chops and I immediately get into songs that are on the disco-y side yes. and that one is a bit a bit disco. Yes, yes. I, I love the very like kind of wintery feel it gives. It does, yeah. yeah the it's crystalline kind of chime, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like that a lot. Uh, but uh, we have one more track, and uh, I feel like our tracks have gotten a little shorter as this has gone on, yeah. because this is the uh, second boss theme, the theme of Dr. Robotnik. Uh, let's go ahead and give it a listen. and very like kind of threatening and powerful it is i would love uh like it's got like double bass pedal songs and like in the background there with a like i just imagine like a double bass pedal going crazy in a drum set yeah it's just it seems real metal yeah i uh, i love too the fact that it's like you can absolutely imagine that song being played when you know like robotics in this giant neck and stuff you know it's it's very it, it definitely brings about that image that imposing kind of of like towering mechanical the approaching figure or something. Doom. Yeah. I uh yeah. So the the when it comes to Sonic 3D Blast, the game itself does not come recommended no. for me. However, the soundtrack is so good. And, you know, it's it's funny too because it's like you have this great soundtrack and then they brought it to the Sega Saturn and it just you know. Just imagine just you're playing a different Sega game. Pretty much, yeah. 
But I uh, strongly recommend the the soundtrack. I would argue that we can't recommend the soundtrack enough. Chops, what are your Truth. final thoughts on this game? The game has scarred me. Um, <laughs> we I can't forget it. Mm-hmm. It's part of my being. Part of my teeth. Um, I remember the cover of the game vividly. Um, it's red. I remember the game cartridge. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like it has so much potential. And only the music does. And it's only the music. Don't play it. Just appreciate it for what it could have been. (laughs) Oh, boy. I uh, I tell you what, Chops. Let's go ahead and just dive right into our Retro Relapse. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. (sighs) The the glitch has had us play. This, This game... This, I mean, this episode. It's just so... It's been, it's been depressing. It has. And, and, it's, it's, and it's only getting worse. It, it's just getting more and more mediocre. We, have, for our Retro Relapse, played Captain Comic on the Nintendo. Who, to me, mm-hmm. is does not seem like a captain. No. Nor do I think this is based off of an actual comic. I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say that you're right. I do not think this is so, based on a comic property. So, and, and he's not a comedian. No, I don't believe so. so. Nothing funny about this. This title is a lie. It is. Straight up lie. And really, I feel like that's the most that we can, you know, talk about when it comes to, you know, the the game. Because it's just like so bland. It's just you run around and shoot enemies and find keys. It could have been an edutainment game and I would have had the same feeling for it. Oh yeah, I can you know, imagine that's this what being it feels like. It's it's flat. It's very simple yet boring. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't do anything to stir your drive to play the game. It's yeah. It's the game has, and I don't know if if it's entirely, but it's uh, the music is like crappy eight bit covers of like classical music. Well, it's it's free. Uh, what's it called? License uh, free yeah, or, uh, or open public domain? Public domain music, which yeah. a lot of video games you know have done. Oh sure, uh, there's I, plenty to choose from out so there. So long as your you know sound guy knows what he's doing, it's right. great. But this guy uh, wasn't that no, special. No. The uh, yeah the the retro relapse for this week is just so bland. It's just You're jumping it, around. It's a platformer. You're shooting stuff. Things hit you. That's it. Yeah. That's all it is. You collect keys to get to like next like domains, levels, uh, areas. Levels. Like there's know. no fluidity to it. Yeah, it was it was just so blah. Meh. Yeah. Very meh, very meh. blah. Yeah. So chops, let's just let's just get it out of its misery. What do you give it on the eight bit scale? A one and a half. Ooh, one and a half. I was gonna say two because it's at least even if it's boring, it's playable. I mean, but I, I'm not saying you're wrong. Like it's it's not one fun. and a half because the title doesn't make sense. Okay, that's fair. I I buy that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's yeah. I can I can absolutely that's, get that's by where that. I'm <sighs> not a lot to say about this game. Just watch our, no. our reaction to it. Uh, on YouTube, uh, we yeah. do have those recorded on there. Games of the Media. Yep. On YouTube Indeed. to see the torment that we go through oh. week after week after oh. week after week, and we still have that glitch on the show. And it's uh, why do we I do don't, this? I don't know why we do this. We could just get rid of them. We could. We could just get rid of them. Just push them under the rug permanently. Uh, no. Oh, I don't want to do that. Oh, why? Well, I, I mean, no. I don't either. No. <clears throat> Let's let's chat about something else. How about a right, music right. bracket? Ooh, let's do that. Yeah. So I uh, we have two I uh, I uh, pretty pretty awesome soundtracks uh, to that were that are going up against each other. So our music bracket right now is for character themes, and the first one is definitely gonna pull on your heartstrings. Yeah, it's uh, it's a heavy heavy song. Not only for plot wise, mm-hmm. but uh, nostalgia, I think, will hit a lot of people on this one. Oh, sure. And I mean, it's a beautiful song as well, anyway. It's not like it's just just nostalgia, just smacking you in the face. It's, a, it's just a gorgeous song. We're, uh, uh, the first theme up today is Aerith's theme from Final Fantasy VII. And that was, of course, composed by Nobuo Yamatsu, the legend himself. Let's go ahead and give this a listen. 
it's hard not to think about the events of that scene. Right. You know, and we all know what scene that is when it comes to, you know, Aerith's, Aerith, Aerith or Aerith, however you prefer to call her, her theme, you know, in Final Fantasy VII. I I can't wait for the remaster, remake, whatever you want to call it, to come out and hear us composed completely in the full orchestra. But uh, this song reminds me, like, it's hymnal. Oh yeah, you know it's it's it very much seems like a hymn from from church. Well, you first time you meet Eris is in a church, yeah. You know? So it's, I mean, it's, it's very crazy fitting that, that I that get theme. that fe- that you get that feeling from it, and, and the way it builds and the way it just it, it has these like almost there are parts that seem silent with the lack of music that's in it. It's just these one instrument, four or five notes in a row, and then silence. It's a lot. Of, got a lot of weight to it. It's it's almost an ephemeral track too, in the fact that like it almost feels as if like you touch the music notes and they just yeah puff yeah and they're gone yeah you know it's very soft it's very here and there. It, you you feel very uh, uh, protective of it almost mm-hmm. like it's this weird weird feeling it evokes in you you know so I mean you 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 have a very emotional track there and the character that uh, Eris is going up against as far as themes go is that of Julius Belmont <laughs> from Castlevania Aria of Sorrow which is a, a awesome action game you know awesome action platformer it was composed by Michiru Yamane uh, Takashi Yoshida and Soshiro Hokai and that team did some pretty amazing stuff with the Game Boy Advance's uh, uh, sound font let's go ahead and give Julius's theme a listen theme is a song that you need to cradle in your arms and protect. Julius's theme is a song that will cradle you in its arms and protect you. It's the song that runs along with you as you beat the beat the life out of dead things in the game. Yeah, pretty much. Um, 
I gotta be honest, the song didn't start out as anything special. It sounded like a Mega Man X soundtrack to begin with. That that hard beginning there. And then it just kept going. And yeah. going. And like There's a it lot was to good. the track. Yeah. I'm I'm excited about uh this one because yeah, there's there's a lot that goes on in this track. Like Eris's theme is very touching and poignant and there's a lot of memory behind it. Uh Julius's theme, there's just a lot going on. There which is, is really it's a fun. lot draws from a lot of different like medleys of yeah. Castlevania songs. It really does. So, you know, uh, when it comes to the, uh, you know, uh, voting that we have for this, you have four different options and four different ways to vote, I should say. You have our Facebook page. You have our Twitter account. You can go to GameZillaMedia.com and join our Discord. You have a vote there. And to top it off, our Patreon. You also have the ability to uh, go ahead and go to uh, patreon.com slash gamezilla media and from there uh, at a dollar bracket you know per month you get the uh, bonus vote you know in the the weekly brackets and you also get early access to our retro relapse videos for five dollars a month you get access to a monthly bonus special uh, that we call game shark that we cover different topics and you know uh, do countdown lists and fun stuff like that but uh as far as that goes you know, if uh, uh, we get more and more people supporting us, though, the fun thing is that we might be able to do more bonus content on Patreon and start expanding that out and doing, you know, even crazier things. So if you're considering supporting uh, Legend of Retro and the GameZilla Media Network, it's definitely appreciated. Uh, means the world to us. And, you know, as far as that goes, you can go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Now, I, uh, Chops, uh, I think that we have some... Well, we're not going to go play Sonic 3D Blast, but let's go listen to the soundtrack. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm down for that. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. So, we're going to go ahead and catch you all next time when When the the legend legend continues. continues.